It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. I got a feeling it's going to be a, a fun show uh, today. Uh, we'll have a special guest at picks, and we'll have uh, a lot of fun with that. Um, we'll, uh, of course, obviously, we'll talk about the games, too, this week. It's it's week eight, so most of the leagues are done, but the BWAC is still working. Uh, yes, they, it is. They got the extra week. I have a feeling we're going to be talking more BWAC than MAC this week because, well, crossovers can be boring, and they're boring. Crossovers <laughs> in the MAC are usually not good. I'd say you hit on about a 20% rate of getting a good one. And between week two and week eight, we haven't gotten a lot of good ones. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll talk about it because, you know, it's the good news is it's boring because all our teams are expected to win. Yes. That's a good boring. That's, that's a but, good kind of boring. But the, the BWAC has two games with title implications, a third one that's just fun and interesting. Well, two that more that are just I, fun I, and interesting. I think the, the other game is just as interesting as any of the other ones because uh, I don't know who's going to win. No, so let's, uh, let's get right to it. We'll, we'll talk Mac first. Yes, and we'll do that next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Going to start with the blue and the gold, because those are the crossovers this week uh, in in the MAC, and, and you've got PH going up against Fitz. Who was one of the champions. Granted, half the league won a championship, but it's a, a blue-gold championship bout. And I can't really get excited for this one. No, and I can't really figure out what's going on at, at Fitzgerald because they started the year 0-3. Um, they were competitive. They lost to Mott 30-16. to They lost to Northern 26-14. And then Cousineau, who's one of the teams that shared the title with them, beat them 21-8. to But since then, they put 44 up on Lakeshore. Now, Lakeshore's 3-4. and four. They put uh, a 26-12 win at East Point, a 41-15 win at Tower. Tower's only got two wins, but they beat Frazier, which, well, was, which is a blue team. I was team. just I'm, going to say. I mean, it's say, just like I, I can't make it out. And then they're not supposed to beat Gross Point North. Gross Point North is supposed to win that game and, and win the gold outright, and they beat them by 20. So maybe Warren Fitz is playing better, but um, let's play a game, Dennis. Let's play show me a non-conference win from a Matt Gold team I should care about. Because they only have like five, I think, in their two weeks of non-conference to start the year. Their best win is probably Gross Point North's three-point loss to Mott. Like, none of the six Mac Gold teams have a non-conference win that does anything. The best actual win, do you want it to be Tower winning 26-20 against Frazier. Maybe Cousineau only losing by 11 to Avondale. Is that the best performance any gold team's had in a non-conference? How, how good is Crestwood? East Not, Point beat Crestwood. <laughs> yeah, and then what did East Point do the rest of the year? Nothing. So point being, while this is a champion versus championship game, Dennis, I don't know if this is going to be a running time game. But I have a feeling this is a game where in the you're going into the fourth quarter going, all right, let's just stay healthy, get to the finish line. I definitely think PH is going to win. I, that would, there was never a doubt there. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out these teams that uh, – because we, we have we've had a few where it's like, oh, they're not very good, and then all of a sudden – or the other way around, oh, they look really good, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they, they can't win any, anymore and, and fits – I mean, it's it's not often you start a season 0-3 and you're probably going to make the playoffs. Well, they're going to have to – I think they're going to get hit with reality this week. And maybe Fitz got some guys back or, or something changed and they're playing better football. But, Dennis, PH is just so good right now. And I think they can – I think they'll be able to handle it just fine. All right, Northern gets uh, East Point. And again, uh, they're going down there, but uh, they this shouldn't be much. They of it. can they can go play it on a boat in the middle of Lake Superior. I won't care. Northern East Point 
you might be able to give East Point a point for every yard they get, and they might not beat Northern. Like, I just think Northern's playing the best football of the year right now. East Point has lost six straight. Their losses have gotten better. But, again, it's been against the Matt Gold teams, which I just kind of said don't care a lot about. And, yeah, Northern needs this win. Uh, if they can finish out, if Northern can finish out 7-2, and two, they, they might have a chance at a home playoff game. And I know they sure as hell don't want to lose that to East Point. No, yeah, I, th- th- this one, uh, I think the the Huskies are going to win out and get a home game in the playoffs. And don't look at the the PH game going. Oh, it was thirty five twelve. They were. It wasn't a blowout. That game could have been 80 to nothing yeah. if PH wanted. They pulled the shoot in the third quarter, and East Point, because they only have like 20-some kids on the team, were still running hurry-up spread offense with the ones against the fifth-quarter JV kids. Yeah. And that's how they scored the two touchdowns. So, Northern, I think this is – I feel bad talking about most – basically all our MAC teams this week because I feel like I'm just like, yeah, they're going to do what they do. You know what I'd like to see Northern go and do? What? Pitch a shutout. That defense is so good, but they, they don't get that many shutouts. I'd like to see them get a shutout. Okay. East Point is a team Let, you can shut out. Let's make this game a little more fun. Um, I, I give you over, under, oh, I was just say, does Northern score a special teams or defensive touchdown? Probably. No, yes or no? Call it yes. A, yes. Do they score two? Because this is a game they could do that in. Uh, they, they get one. Special they, teams. They, are, they block a kick or they run a kick back. They do something like that. Okay, so you're saying it's going to be a special teams, not a defensive. Yeah, a, a special teams touchdown. All right. Their defense might score a touchdown too. So I, I'm just trying to make this game a little more interesting. Don't listen, Northern kids. Take this game seriously. Every, any given Friday night, uh, but not this one. Uh, <laughs> speaking of not this one, um, Marine City, they're, they're still looking good on the shelf. I dusted them off just to make sure they're all good, and they're going to bring in Centerline, and they're going to send Centerline home, and it's going to be a uh, yeah a Marine City game where it's not going to be like last week where at half it's technically close, but it's not. This is going to be a game that, hey, if you're a JV kid, a fifth-quarter kid, get ready, get mentally prepared to play because you're going to play in this one. Centerline's coming off 56-point win. Against the Madison team that I think are <laughs> the area's eighth-grade all-stars could compete with. <laughs> uh, Madison is 0-7 this year. Mm. God, we're feeling feisty today. Yeah, just just a little bit. I, I guess it's our lack of respect for the bronze. Uh, cause the bronze is bad. The bronze is bad. And Marysville the same way. Lincoln is probably one of the better bronze teams, and I just feel like Marysville – is going to be all over Lincoln, too. Well, yeah, I mean. Lincoln's won four in a row, but Marysville's going to be all over Lincoln, aren't they? Marysville, could they could outlaw the forward pass against Lincoln, and I think they still win this game. Like, has anyone on the, their schedule half the size that Marysville has? Marysville's just going to go, hey, we're running it right there, and they're just going to. All right. Do, you, do you know what team has scored the most points against Lincoln this year? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Hazel Park. Or, or, yeah, St. Clair. Pa- oh, yeah. St. Clair. St. Clair scored 22. Which, and from every account, is 
that may have been the worst game St. Clair has played, and, <laughs> and they, they still pitched 20. a shot, shut yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Saints, they, they got Hazel this. Park. I, I don't get Hazel Park, but uh, I'm telling you, Saints, you got to win this game. And I think they will. Um, I will just say, straight up talent-wise, St. Clair's better than Hazel Park by a, not an insignificant amount. But you got to go down there. And if nothing else, Dennis, the word of the day is pride for the Saints. Have some pride. Go beat a Mac Bronze team. You're not making the playoffs. You're not changing the fact that you you'd not win a league title. You're not flipping. Any, you're not changing anything. But I will tell you what: just win this game. Have fun with it. Have a fun bus ride home because Hazel Park's not a short drive. And then when you get home, enjoy a victory Friday night with your friends because that it, it's just a relief. And I will tell you what: one of the most fun. Uh, nights I had at Wayne State was after it was in our two and nine season, and it was when we got win number two and we broke like a six game uh, losing streak, and we beat Northwood by like fifty, and it was just like a month and a half of frustration was just gone, and it was ah oh, for that one day it just felt good to win one, and you know what I'll even just say this. I don't care if you win it by one or a hundred. I don't care if you win a rat three to two game or this is in super running time and you outdo pH and you win 80 to nothing. Just win, baby. Yeah, just win. Uh, by the way, H- Hazel Park's worst two losses this year, 42 nothing to Marysville and 48 nothing to Emily City. So yeah, they- area teams have fared well against Hazel Park. Well, most teams not named Madison, Centerline, and New Haven have fared well against <laughs> Hazel Park. only beat them by one. Yay. <laughs> Dogfight. Clawson uh, at best, at best, finishes fourth in the silver. You think they finished that high? Uh, th- that's everything goes right. I mean – is Clawson maybe better than South Lake? Pro- maybe, probably. Are they better than Clintondale? No. If Clawson was playing St. Clair, would I pick St. Clair? Who who maybe. are we talking to this about? I feel like we talked about this where Clawson is six and one, and their one loss was by fifty nine points to Marine City. I think when my dad was here. Yeah, we were, I think so. And yeah, just. They played one legitimately good playoff team, and they didn't just lose. They got their pants pulled down and atomic wedgied. <laughs> so all this to say, we don't respect the bronze. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not high on the bronze. Like, hey, you know what? You get in basketball, you can get a good bronze team or two. That could compete with a, with a silver or a gold team. Football, I, I, I really don't think that. This should be an issue for any of our area teams, and this is why the Max sucks, and we should just have a have a expanded BWAC. But that's a discussion for another time. You're, you're gonna you're gonna lose that one. I know for a but, little while at least. But I'm just gonna say that this week eight in the MAC, at least for Marysville, St. Clair, and Marine City, benefits no one, has benefited no one, will never benefit anyone because there has never been a year. Outside of maybe when Lamphere, when they were on were on their way up and they jumped up to the silver and competed, that I went, ooh, 
I want to see what the bronze team does against Marine City because I know it's going to be a laugher and a chance to get young kids in and experience. Well, I'll just it, – it'll be good on uh, on Friday night if I can come in here and go the MAC teams are 5-0. and all. You know what would be a lot more fun this week if we went, ooh, Marine City's playing Richmond and Marysville is going to Armada and – Games well, like that. The only way you're going to get that in week eight is if those are league games. Case in point. Thank you. We can move on. I don't think you're going to get that. Just All right. Saying. You got any, anything else about the Mac Massacre? <laughs> the <laughs> That's Mac-sacre. what I'm calling it. The Massacre. It, it, it is Friday the 13th, by the way, on, on Friday. So I'm just going to call it the Mac Massacre and be done with it. And I'm just going to say... Please back us all up. Don't, <laughs> don't let us come out here pounding our chest for our, our local MAC teams and then drop one. I do think PH is going to play a good team with Fitz. I do think that game, they can't just roll the ball out. I think Fitz is a legitimate team. I just think that if PH plays to their potential, Fitz isn't it. Yeah. Um, so I do, I will say I at least respect Fitz that I do think if PH just comes out all oh we're Mac Blue Jam we're gonna win this by a thousand because we're PH that could give them trouble but play a B plus game and you win this by a couple scores plus isn't Fitz's coach like Romeo Shakespeare or something like that I don't love that that was the no here let me look that up real quick before we it was um I don't know if it's this one or the last one but he did have uh a, a a cool name Say something while I Google this. Yeah, uh, Jawan Shakespeare. Jawan Shakespeare. Yes. I don't know why I want to call him Romeo Shakespeare. Romeo and Juliet. I know, but I, I just thought it was two yeah. Shakespeare Jawan Shakespeare is an all-time that, that coach's is a great name. name. Like, he's destined to end up at, like, he seems, that's the name of a coach you get when you're up at 1230, and it's like Oregon State and Arizona State, <laughs> and they show the offensive coordinator, and they're like, oh, Jawan Shakespeare. Like, that, that's what it sounds so, like. I, I want to know the story behind the family name, though. Right, you, you want a twenty-three and meet the Fitz coach. <laughs> uh, genealogy on Get Stuck on Sports. I like it. Anyway, um, I think we'll get a little more into the actual games with the BWAC. But um, all right, MAC teams, do your job, and BWAC teams. It's going to be a fun slate. Uh, yeah, th- these are some some fun games, and we'll we'll get into that and talk about it in just a second. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. In the BWAC, Brady, I want to start at the bottom where Imlay City and Algonac, neither team has won since week one. One of those two teams is going to snap the streak this week. The game's at Imlay City. It's homecoming. It's homecoming. And it's also, like, I think this is a pretty even game. This actually should be a good football game. And, again, I I think we both think that these aren't just – terrible football teams that someone has to win. We've said, I don't think either of these teams would be the worst team in the silver, would be the worst. They they would compete for a Mac bronze title. And, that, and that's an Algonac team that hasn't had a program. That's an MLA City team that struggles with numbers. It's just the BUAC's such a bear that they don't get a lot of chances. We talk about the middle to bottom teams in the BUAC. I mean, six teams in the BWAC right now are competing for playoff spots. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, I'll use Algonac as an example because they've got it right in front of me. So you beat Vassar in week one, and you're yeah. like, we're back. Yes. And then, oh, league play starts, and your very first game is Elmont, who, as we look forward, they're 7-0, and and we're talking about <laughs> them being a threat to win in their division. Then you got to go on the road to Richmond, on the road to Crosslex. Then you, you get back home. Oh, it's North Branch. Then you got to go to Armada. Then you got to play Yale. And now you're finally getting the MLA City game where you feel like here's a t- team more on your par who's in a situation similar to you. And this is where it's, uh, I mean, I guess it's on the coach's staff to show. This is where we made progress. Hey, the box score might not have progress, but as we watch film, are we doing things the right way more? Are we making more plays that we weren't at the beginning of the year? You can have progress, Dennis. You know this, but it not show up on the scoreboard, especially when you're playing a bunch of teams that are 
district title contenders that could play in a regional championship. And they have to find ways to, to make that improvement. But this is a game that I think could go either way. Yeah, uh, and, and Emily City has has been uh, interesting. They bombarded Hazel Park. We didn't know what to think after week one when they won 48 to nothing. We're like, geez, is Emily City really, really good? But that was also the point where we said, boy, put Emily City and Algonac in the bronze, Well, and, and folks, they're competing. But Emily City's also had a couple games this year where it was, what, Richmond at half, it was 13-7 to or something like that. Um, there was one other game, I'm trying to remember who it was, maybe Yale that MLA City was competitive with for a half. Um, Might have been North, no, it wasn't North Branch, but either way. Yeah, my, they, they lost big to yeah, North Branch. My point being is they have some talent. Both teams have some talent. It's just when you're playing teams that have seven, eight, nine dudes and your couple of dudes can't hang on, it's just it's a war of attrition. And much like when we talk about the GTC East, to get back on your feet, to be a competitive team in the BWAC, you have to be a team that is capable of winning playoff games. And that from where Algonac was last year not having a team to being a team that can win playoff games, that's a pretty big gap. And they're taking steps. They're building the foundation. But all the other teams have their houses built already. Yeah. Uh, but I just look at this as when we talk about building, both these teams are one and six, but both these teams have winnable games now at the end of their schedule. One of these teams could get a second win, and one of these teams could end up with three wins. And when you consider where they're coming from, that's not bad. That, that's you, You've got one program that didn't play at all last year. And what, what did the, 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 Spart- the Spartans only won like one game last year? Yeah. They beat U Prep, I think. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's science and math. Maybe it's a baby step, but it's a baby step in the right direction instead of one in the wrong direction. Uh, coach I work with a lot uh, down in Detroit always says, "You never go broke if you're making a profit, even yeah. if it's a small profit. As long as you're moving forward, you're moving in the right direction." All right. Let's let's go to the the next game, uh, and this is one that you're going to see. The schedule worked, uh, kind of worked out for us. We had a game hey, hey, moved to Saturday. Hey, shout out Yale for moving the two games we weren't sure. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the people who yes. aren't officials yeah. now, so we don't have enough. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, after this year, we might be campaigning to get some of you to sign up. But anyway, um, yeah. So with Almont and Yale moved, I mean, I was sitting here last Friday. I'm like, all right, do I go to a game where Almont can clinch the league title that has league title implications, or do I do I go to a game that Maybe doesn't have any implications, but it's just intriguing and fun to watch. Yeah, and that's Armada Richmond, uh, and the uh, the games in Armada, which I think uh, favors the Tigers. Um, and but but we'll see because there are interesting. We can make arguments for both of these teams, Brady. Well, uh, what's the one thing Armada struggled with at the beginning of the season? The, their pass defense got roughed up against what Yale and Crosslex. since week three? Yeah, it's a team that throws the ball a lot, but there could be bad weather. Uh, yeah, yeah, you stole my thunder. I was just, <laughs> I was getting to it. I, was, I, I had my process going. Right. I was going to say, all right, you look at that. Hourly for, or the, the, the daily forecast in Armada, do you know what it's supposed to be? On uh, on Friday in, in the af- at, in the evening, fifty two and rainy, that helps Armada a ton. 
it's it's know, finally fall. Like this this yes. week, we finally on. Oh yeah, it's week eight of you know football. what helps? I think helps Armada too. They're on grass instead of Richmond's turf. This might be the one out of any of the BWAC games where I think home field makes the biggest impact. Uh, I just think too, like both these teams, I think need one more win to certif- to 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 they're going to make the playoffs. But they need that one more win. And I just think for Armada, you're better getting it this week than trying to get it against Corona. And, and I'm not saying Richmond's sitting there going, oh, we'll let Armada win next week because we're going to win the week after. But their easier game is the week after. And, again, I've said it all year. I think this is a game that's going to mean a lot to Richmond because, Dennis, I know there was a lot of people in Richmond since the BWAC was formed that was very comfortable just going, all right, yeah, we'll win the jug. Hey, Armada might win it once in a while. Hey, when we're down, they can have it for a year, but we know it's coming back. Since Kyle Rowley showed up, he hasn't lost this game. Remember his first game in 2020? Mm-hmm. Game-winning field goal. And we went, where did this come from? And they've won four straight in the series. They hadn't won four in the last 20 years before Coach Rowley got there. Trying to make it five in a row. I'm just saying, that might not be the main motivating factor. I think but, it's an important but I would factor, say, but though. I guarantee you everyone in that Richmond locker room knows it. You know, you're you're a Richmond player, and every alum you bump into is like, oh, yeah, we used to win this trophy all the time. Well, this might not be the best apples-to-apples example, but do you think everyone at Ohio State knows they got pushed by Michigan the last two years? And do you think that that's not going to be a big factor? A rivalry that, for the last 20 years, they had mostly dominated. Same thing with Armada and Richmond, where, hey, Armada was the feel-good, yeah, we get the trophy every year. It's been away for a long time. None of these kids have ever seen it in that school. So now let's throw in the other part of this. Armada's trending up. They've won two in a row, three out of four, a one-point loss to Elma. And a gutty win at North Branch. Richmond's dropped their last uh, two, and Almont handled them last week. Well, right now I think Almont's a freight train that is going to be hard to stop. They had chances in that North Branch game but couldn't finish. Yeah, you don't want to drop three in a row, and I think they're very aware of that. Um, Talking about Armada trending up, if they win this game, can we kind of look at them a little different and go, this is a team that can make some noise in the postseason depending on the draw? And especially, let's just say they win by a couple scores. Is this an Armada team that we can go, all right, they've matured. Their young guys aren't playing like young guys anymore. That they're ready to to make some noise in the postseason. A spot where the last couple years they floundered. This year, you know what no one's going to remember if you win a district title? The Yale game. Or the Cross-Lex game. Or the Cross-Lex or the Almont game especially if you're playing in a regional title and those schools aren't. I, I think we were driving around in the car today, and I just kind of said off the cuff, hey, Crosslex gets a tough draw. Let's say they play Goodrich round one and lose. And Armada gets a nice draw, and they win a regional because right now with the snooze to you, it's the, it would be the winner of the BWAC area plus Marine City District that I think would win that region. People would look back at that and go, oh, Armada had the better year. Not no one cares that would care that Crosslex won by twenty. Like, the example I always go back to: Does anyone in Marine City care they didn't win a league title in twenty thirteen? 
And they won a state championship. They they, they probably just assume they won the league. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that's that's my point. It all for fair or not, it all comes down to the playoffs. Like uh, again, do you think anyone in Baltimore is happy that the Orioles had a 103 win season or whatever they had and then got pumped out of the playoffs? No. So it comes down to the postseason, and this game for both sides can mean a lot getting to that point. All right. So the next big one, uh, and and with the Elmont game getting moved to Saturday, mm-hmm. if Crosslex wins Friday night, they've got 24 hours to go, come on, Yale. Yes. Because they can get a slice of the pie, and I really think this is an important game for North Branch. This is not – if I'm cross Lex, I am not feeling great about the timing of this opponent, and this is not the team I want to play in a gotta have it game. North Branch, Dennis, you you saw them; they're a physical team. They have some speed to them, and they're a team that, with the veer and the offense they run, hey, you play this game week two. They're still trying to to figure out all work out all the bumps of this offense. They're two months into the season. They're going to be running this as, as well as they can run this offense. The fact that it is going to be a cold, maybe a little bit of a wet day, doesn't help cross Lex. North Branch is not a team I want to see right now. And um, they're not a team, Brady, and, and I don't think we've really talked about this enough. They're not a team that gets scored on a lot. No, what what's the worst game North Branch has played? That, the Elmont, the Elmont game, they gave up twenty nine points, but they were winning that game. I'm just saying point. overall. Yeah, week I one, mean, and maybe. that was the first game under a new regime, under with a bunch of kids that had never played a big time moment. And hey, it turns out Forest Hills Eastern's pretty good. So, what do you want to say? The 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 game where they were a minute away from beating Elmont was their worst one, or the game where they. They um, lost to Armada on a touchdown in, in the final few minutes where Armada finally pulled one out in a classic game. I mean, what what's their worst game they've played? They don't. They are as steady as they come. And if I'm Croslex, listen, I know Croslex has talent. Croslex might be the more talented team on paper, but I know this North Branch team is tough, and they're not going to roll over and die because it's Croslex. Uh, it's their homecoming. It's hey, we need this one to keep it going. Croslex has some talent. They're gonna have to get a little gritty and grind this one out. But I'm still I'm I'm gonna be the advocate for the pioneers here and remind everybody they're six and one. Oh yeah, and their only loss is to Elmont, and they didn't get blown out. It was thirty to twenty, and didn't Elmont score late in the game? It to get was the two point, or the yeah two, to make it a two, two score lead. but. If he felt falls down, the game's over. So, but I'm just saying, they won by 30 over Swan Valley, mm-hmm. who's probably a playoff team. 19 over Richmond, who's got a chance to be a playoff team. Uh, 25 points over Armada, who's got a chance to be a playoff team. Uh, they beat Algonac by 27, Yale by 41. Yale's got a chance to be a playoff team. Uh, and they beat Emily City last week, thirty-five to nothing. Crosslex has been doing fine, other than one game this year against again a team that when we talk Almont, all of a sudden we're talking great things. Can I just just play devil's advocate right now because I do like Crosslex. 
Dennis, you and I, I think, both think that if it if it wasn't for Amari Holler and Gavin Troy, Espinosa and Grappi might be the most dynamic duo in the area. Yeah. And you could still make the argument that they are. But let's just rewind the clock one year. Coming into this game, we were saying the same thing. Hey, they were fine. They took care of Swan Valley by 27. They ran past Richmond. They beat Armada by 22. Hey, they okay, they lost to a good Almont team by 10, but they bounced back and beat MLA City by 32. And then they went to North Branch and lost by 14. Now, at, granted, it's at in, North Branch yes. against a much different North Branch team. I know, but I'm just saying that last year, Croslex faded down the stretch a little bit. They got beat up a bit. Now, I know the BWAC's tough. I don't know how beat up they are, but I'm just saying that this Croslex team is very talented when they have all their horses, and no pun intended, playing the Broncos. <laughs> but I, um, I just know this is going to be a physical game, and North Branch is better than their four and three record. I I will agree with that. So this is not going to be an easy game for the Pioneers, but I do think Croslex's A game is a little better than North Branch's A game. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'll be at that one uh, Friday night. Looking forward to that. And then Saturday, I'll go to Yale Park, my favorite place to go, uh, and uh, Yale Elmont. And, again, Elmont is looking to stay perfect and looking to win the league title outright, which if North Branch beats Crosslex, then it doesn't matter what Elmont Do you does want except to Elmont because I, I know they want to keep winning. Just so you can – when you win, you get to celebrate. Instead of having the other guys uh, do it for you, yeah, I, I, I'm that way. Well, I, I guess I, ultimately, I don't care because I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the big prize at the end. I'm thinking about playing 14 games, especially this year if I'm at Elmont. Now's now's the time of the year where I'm starting to get greedy, where I'm starting to go. Do we have to play these last two games? Can't we just start the playoffs well, this week? He, here's what I want from Elmont because Yale is not a team that. I don't. I don't think they're going to roll over and die. I think they know they're fighting. They're scrapping for their playoff. Yeah, lives. they're going to come to play. Yeah, and if they win this game, they're in the playoffs for all. And you know what? They have that one game from early in the season at Yale Park, where 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 all oh, everybody's picking Armada to win. Yeah, Yale's good, but they're not that good. Yeah, and then they won that game. So it has happened. It does happen. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying. This is the BWAC. It can happen. But Almont is a freight train right now. They sure are good, aren't they? Like like I said, it doesn't make sense that they're getting better. They're outscoring their opponents 260 to 61 this year. I mean, they are just they just are winners. They just find ways to win games. And you you can track that back to the last 20 years where they've missed the playoffs one time since Bush's second term. Like, it's been a run of excellence for Almont, and they just expect to win, and in big moments, they find a way to win. So if I'm Almont, my message is get up early, put them away early, and crush their hopes. If I'm Yale, it's limit the big plays because you know Almont, as much as they can go 80 yards in 12 plays and score, they can get out the gate real quick. Yeah, they can go 80 yards in one play. Keep everything in front of you. Make them go on those perfect drives and hope. And when they give you an opening, you have to take it. And, and uh, yeah, the, the, that's the thing with, with Yale. 
don't go out there and play to compete. Go out there and play to win. Right. Play to win, which which means, and and I don't think Coach Grunman has any problems with this. Occasionally taking a chance. <laughs> no. Roll roll the dice because what do you got to lose? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely going to do that. <laughs> but, hey, if, I, if I'm talking to the Yale team, I'd just say, Elmont's going to hit a big play. They might hit two. They're a really good football team. But don't let one mistake become two. But if I'm Elmont, yeah, my message is get on them early, suffocate them, take the air out of Yale Park, don't let for any pixie dust magic to happen, and you'll be all right. Yeah. And, and Elmont – the, the colder and rainier it is on Saturday night, the happier they'll be. Absolutely. So, But I, I just, I, you know, for week eight, this is a fun slate of games, I think. I, I do, too. I do, too. So you want to go to the GTC East? Because on paper, on paper, Ubley going to Cass City is a fun matchup. 7-0 and Ubley, 6-1 and Cass City. The, the, the final GTC champions. For, for all eternity, Ubley will be GTC's champions, and Cass City will be GTC West champions, and I feel like this game's going to be in running time. Yeah, you know, it, it's weird because we sat down like in August, and we were looking at Ubley and Harbor Beach going, who has the tougher schedule? Because uh, Ubley, at Everest, Lakers, at Marlette, Harbor Beach, Memphis, Bad Axe, at Sandusky, at Cass City, at Montrose. And at the time, we didn't know that Laker was going to be down a little bit. We didn't know that Bad Axe was going to be down as much as they've been because they played good the last – Sandusky's always a tough game, and you got to play it at Sandusky. It's like they they had eight out of nine weeks of minefields – and you're like, man, that's a tough schedule. And all they've done, they beat Everest by 37. Everest is a good team. They mm-hmm. beat them by 37. They beat Lakers by 42. I mean, they beat Beach by 36. That's the only game that Beach has lost. Yeah, it's the only game Ubley's given up more than 13 points in. I, I mean, it's just And ca- let's crazy. be honest, the West is considerably weaker than the East in the GTC. And, I, and usually it's the other way around. Well, yeah, usually the East is top-heavy, but the West is more balanced. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Marlette beats Cass City, but if Marlette's in that league, it's Marlette or Cass City for the GTC West. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. So Cass City's going to have to come to play. I do like for Cass City that it's in Cass City, and um, as I almost fall backwards, um, and not in Ubley, but, man – it's ugly. It's ugly. But, but let's face it, there's only one game in the GTC East that matters this week. Sandusky's going to Caro. Go Wolves! <laughs> Do it for tennis. Uh, don't make him grumpy, but uh, I don't Go think Wolves! Uh, Harper Beach uh, <laughs> is taking on Laker. That's a game that Harbor Beach should be the favorite in. Yeah, I mean, the, the, most years this is a game we'd get real excited about and go, this is going to be a great football game. This year, I think Beach is the decided favorite. Marlette will go to Reese and get a win. Yes. There's your Red Raider analysis for the week. They're yeah. gonna go to. They're gonna go there. They're gonna get a win. Yeah. Uh, Bad Axe will go to USA and probably get a win. And Memphis will go to Vassar, where they'll have a shot. Yeah. They will have a shot. Um, 
I, I don't think there's any way you can say uh, a Memphis team is going to for sure, no doubt about it, get a win. But could this Memphis team go to Vassar and, and beat another 1-6 football team? Absolutely they could. I hope they do. It'll kind of make up for losing to Carroll earlier in the year. <laughs> it's, it's a Vassar team that scored 47 points this year. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, Algonac beat them, I know, in week one. So, uh, uh, I, I just, uh, Mem- Memphis is one in week one. They've lost six in a row. They're usually not close in, in their games. So, they've got a couple of games here on their schedule at the end of the season that I, I hope not only be competitive in, but at least win one of them, if not both of them. Sorry, I was just going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, they're, the they're, they're going Lincoln, Lincoln King in week nine. That's, again, that's I, a, No, it was a different rabbit a hole, but I'll tell you anyway uh, uh, after the break. Okay. Um, eight man. Peck CPS is probably the most interesting game. This Certainly week. a tough one to call. I mean, they both beat the same team by basically the same amount. Transitive property doesn't work, but it's still not a lot of data points to go off of. Yeah, it, it, it's... Yeah, it, th- this, this one's really close in my mind. Uh, I know the game's, what, at CPS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pe- Peck is so young. I- I'm just a little nervous that maybe Peck is getting uh, confidence shattered because it, uh, it feels like their, recent, their more recent scores, they've, they've lost a lot of games big. Yeah. Where, whereas CPS – They've lost some games big, but they've also been competitive, I think, in more games. I mean, Peck was competitive against North Huron. Right. That was a like, double overtime game. Uh, all Saints, and I know All Saints is good, but All Saints put 72 on them or something like that, 74. But, hey, get, get everyone up for the rivalry game. And for CPS, at least, we don't know if they have a week nine, so this could be their coup de gras. This could be the last game. They leave, burn the boats, leave it all out there. Got no, got no tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah. That that was an early season schedule. If I look now, they might have. A I game. mean, the I, I don't know. We'll see. But um, anyway, uh, what's going on in the Stars this week besides uh, Brown City's probably going to win? They play K Pack. Um, <laughs> Deckerville's got Atherton. Deckerville will beat Atherton, but Atherton has a way of making games close. Brown City plays All Saints in Week 9. Yeah. All Saints is probably going to be riding high and get their hopes crushed in that one. Yeah. Sorry, that just came through. Um, And it doesn't help them any either that uh, they're probably going to end up in the same district come playoffs or no, Brown City's up one. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll get Deckerville instead, yeah. so that'll make them feel better. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Deckerville. Deckerville will probably get a win that doesn't look great, but is they they'll find a way to get it done. And yeah, Brown City they're playing K Pack. Brown City has it figured out. K Pack's trying to figure it out. And 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 Kingston will be the third straight team to prove my theory that Mayville was not a heavy hitter. Kingston win by. Th- 20 I'll give you 29 and a half does Kingston cover Kingston that covers all right Brown City 60 Mayville nothing Deckerville 44 Mayville six. Oh yeah you're saying the old scores yeah, yeah. so Mayville's um, next win comes oh. against Ashley in week nine how do we almost forget about Mooney they have a big I game. didn't forget oh you're right I, I almost did <laughs> but I'll be there for this Mooney game it's a big one against Liggett 
Yeah, and and uh, uh, Liggett is another team. I can't figure them out. They've got five wins against five teams that they should beat. Mm-hmm. Mooney's got four wins against four teams that they should beat. I think Mooney's played a slightly tougher schedule. And then if you want to do the craziness, Everest played a closer – or Liggett played a closer game with Everest, but they had it at home. Mm-hmm. Mooney had to go to Everest, still played them in a pretty close game. Yeah, that's the one that scares me is they played Everest to a two-point game where Mooney had them tied at halftime with Everest and Everest pulled away. God, can Mooney just get that one big win? Can they have that Armada moment from last week? Can they have that Northern moment from last week where they go, there it is, yes, we're a good team, and we finally won a close game? Or is it going to be one of those years where they just can't get the bounce? I don't know. I Again, I, I've kind of over the last couple of years become a, a Mooney fan because I do a lot of their games on the Saturdays. This is going to be one chance where you're going to see them, and, and I hope uh, – that you see the things that I see that that make me like this football team. I hope so, because I haven't got to see him this year, and I hope Mooney does well. And I hope we're talking about them, uh, you know, maybe upsetting a team or making a run in the playoffs. So I like where Mooney is, and I think this is a win that could establish some confidence in a younger-ish team. Yeah, Uh, and then they'll have... Uh, a Parkway team that's got a lot of wins. I, I don't know. Yeah, that haven't played, played a lot schedule of teams. And yeah. Then call me. Yeah. So, um, but the, I, I called this Mooney Liggett game very early in the season. You and did I said, identify eh, it. This Liggett game might be not a pushover. So I, I definitely think it should be a really good game Saturday afternoon. All right. Anything else before we take it to the picks? Where we have an old friend coming up. Mike LaGroix, oh, I need to uh, do the standings real quick yeah. for the pick. So, um, Calvin and Port Huron has a two-game lead on anyone else. Jared from Marysville uh, is two games behind Calvin's 55-15. and 15. He went 7-3 and three last week. Jared is two games back. He's, he's maintained pace, but he's running out of time last week. We didn't have a perfect week. We had a lot of nine and ones. Lance and Lakeport, Bob from Armada, William from Croslex, Jared from Port Huron, Brady from Marysville, not me, and Drew from <laughs> there, there's been one all year. I, I don't know of another Brady from Marysville. Not me. <laughs> um and Drew from St. Clair. So those are all the nine and ones last week. And Dennis, where do we stand compared to them? Uh eight and two for Brady last week. So he's now fifty three and seventeen. Yes. Yeah, that that was actually the one that was uh that, that got you ahead of me. Uh, so I'm about fifty three and seven. So I'm tied for second overall. Fifty three and seventeen. I'm fifty two and eighteen. I went seven and three last week. So you're tied uh, for CPS didn't come through. I guess for it would me. be technically fourth overall. Um, and uh, our guest last week was uh, your dad. He went seven and three, respectable week. Yes, the guests are fifty and twenty. They've uh, climbed out of a hole. That well, no, it was the, sorry, it was the people that were in a hole early. The, the people are in a hole. They're they're now forty eight and twenty two after going seven and three. The the people seven and three is normally a solid week, but the people fell behind early. They, they, they need like, to do better than seven. They went and three. like what, like twelve and eight to start the year or yeah, something. The, it was, the people need a ten and zero week to get back into this. Yes, thing. they do. But uh anyway, we'll bring Mike LeGrow on. It's a BWAC kind of uh BWAC kind of show, so we figured we get a, a an old BWAC guy that can actually make picks and um not have to worry about coach speak. Yeah, absolutely. So the picks are next. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So, you know, Dennis, sometimes, um, especially once we get into the flow of the season and week to week, sometimes the week gets away from you, especially like I was out of town this weekend, so it's a quick turnaround. So we were kind of looking at each other, what was it, Tuesday and we're like, who the hell are we going to get to do the picks this week? I thought and, we decided in the car today, but I don't know. Well, that was, yeah, today, <laughs> it, that, Tuesday was before that moment. So then we were talking about it, and we go, well, who did we always lean on when we needed someone to fill a microphone for us? <laughs> he might have left the area, but we drag him back. So we're going to bring on Mike Legro, now Ferndale offensive coordinator, but he's not in the area. He's not involved with any teams, so... We can have him pick the games. And he's familiar enough with yes. everything that this should be all right. And granted, he shouldn't embarrass himself. And granted, this is like BWAC extravaganza week. We have three of the four BWAC games on. Why not get a guy that knows the BWAC? So, before we bring him on, let's not waste any time. As always, time for the picks. Oh, yeah! 
He's going to roll out, looking to throw. Pressure coming from Gavin Troy, who sacks him back near midfield. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? Snap, pitch, near side Mulberg, across midfield, has a blocker to the outside, 45-40, 35-30, and he's knocked out of bounds. No! He tiptoes inbounds and taken into the house. Jackson Mulberg, I don't know how he did it. Out of the gun, Minetti looking from the 29. He's firing deep. He's got a man out there. It's Browning, and he's got it for the score. Kubiak snap, straight drop, all day to throw. Pump fake wants the deep ball, looking for Monarch, and it's caught in the corner of the end zone. You're going to know what the proper ratio is on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> He's outrunning everyone. Belly Grappi again this time for 74 yards and the score. I want my picks back. I want David Putney. And we want the picks. Mike Legro. Thank you for coming on short notice. It was not a lot of time. Uh, you're a saint for helping us out with this. Well, I figure I can stop and help you guys out. All right. All right. Well, Keep that mic close. Yeah. All I mean, right. It, and I know and, you, and you, talk to Brady like he's one of your players. Yeah. Come on. You're not a rookie with this. I know it's been a little while. It's been a while. I'm a little rusty. Yeah, All you're right. right. We, he's never thrown him in the fire of the pick. So we'll start him up in the thumb. As we always do, Dennis, eight-man football. It's a rivalry game. The Pirates of CPS head to the shores of Carsonville, Port Sanilac. Both teams one and six. Just because they might not have good records doesn't mean this isn't going to be a good game. Mike Legro, who wins this game and why? Uh, give me the Peck Pirates. Uh, mostly because, you know, they're close to Croswell. I know Peck a little bit more. Um, you know, they're you know, they're a little young. They've got some experience throughout the season. Uh, if you look at uh, common opponents. Um, I believe they both beat Caseville, if I remember correctly, but yep. Peck was the one that scored a little bit more offense. And if you want to win eight-man football games, you got to be about offense. Dennis, CPS is a team that I have feasted on and a team you have famined on. I'm 3-0 and picking a CPS game. You're 0-3, and that's about the only spot I have an advantage against you. Uh, this is a toss-up. This is a tough one, but I'm going to do the Dennis Stuckey. When when it's close, go with the home team. CPS, CPS, CPS. Dennis, who's winning this game and why? I'm abstaining my vote. No, you have to tell me who you're. <laughs> you have to tell me who you're going with. I want to abstain my vote. I think I got your headsets this week. Yeah, you might. Um, anyway, I, I'm abstaining my vote, and yeah, because I don't want to bet. Like, if I pick CPS, they lose. When I pick against them, they pull out a win. Uh, and and I don't even know. Is this the first time we've had a Peck game? Second, we had, I think we had their merit game. Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with CPS. Damn it! See, I thought I was hoping you'd go with Peck, because then I know I'd get it right. The people are going with Peck. Fifty-five percent on the Pirates to get the win on the road. A game that on paper should be a good one, but Dennis. If we follow our golden rules, it might not be. Ugly is 7-0. They are the GTC East champs. They travel west to Cass City to take on the 6-1 GTC West champion, Cass City Redhawks. I'll get us started. It's ugly. Ugly, 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 ugly. Give me the Bearcats. So you're saying you want ugly? I'm saying I want ugly. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that there might have been three teams in the East that could have won the West this year. So, Wildcat City's been nice. They haven't been – they're not as good as Ubley. Mike LeGro. Death, taxes, Ubley football winning football <laughs> games. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. 
And in the people, overwhelmingly, I think they listen to us, 95% taking Ubley. This is a 7-0, 6-1 game, and you're getting 95% of the people on Ubley. It's, it's the track record. I mean, yeah, it's what I it mean, is. They yeah. have been unbelievable. Let's go to Saturday football as Gross Point Liggett comes up north to take on Cardinal Mooney. This is a big game for Mooney, especially when you want to talk playoffs. Hey, Liggett played Everest pretty tough. We know they're a good team. Dennis Stuckey, you've seen the Cardinals a few times this year. Do they finally get that big win? Well, I mean, they've played Harbor Beach tough. They've played Seminary tough. They've played Everest tough. Now it's time to play Liggett tough but get the win. So I'll go with Mooney. Mike LeGro. Uh I'm going to go with Mooney here. Uh, that close game they have with MLS is always, a, I think it's a pretty big tell. Uh, MLS has always been one of the top teams in the Saginaw area. They're normally up in the top ten every year in Division Eight. Uh, so I think that is, you know, justifying the pick. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a fun game, but I'll, I'll take Cardinal Mooney. God, Mooney's played so well in those games. They just can't get the big break. And Dennis, I just have a feeling it's one of those years where Mooney's a good team, but they just haven't had the luck. And I don't know if they'll get the luck on Saturday. I'll be there. I hope I'm wrong. But I'll take the Knights in this one to come up and get, again, probably a one-score win over Cardinal Mooney. And the people agree with me, 55% on Liggett to get a, a tight, tight victory. Oh, I see what you're doing now. What? You're looking at Calvin's picks and you're following him. I don't know who Calvin has picked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Calvin, I mean, that would be a bad strategy. He's done pretty well. Let's go to the Mac Silver for a crossover game. Warren Lincoln is 5-2, and two, and so is Marysville. I don't think these 5-2s and twos were made the same. Mike LeGrow, Lincoln at Marysville. Who wins? Uh, give me Marysville. They're coming off a pretty big win against a rivalry game with St. Clair. Uh, I think they got things clicking at the right time. Uh, you know, whenever a Mac Silver plays a Mac Bronze team, uh, the Mac Silver team tends to come up on front, so give me the Vikings. Marysville, by a lot. They might not need to throw a pass. They might run for 350 yards. Marysville in running time. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I like Marysville in this game as well, not to be redundant, but mm. I think uh, uh, they're going to score a lot and Lincoln not so much. Clean 80% taking the Vikings to get the win at home to get them. To we six got some Lincoln two. fans? Uh, I mean, on paper, 5-2 and two looks decent, and they just the bronze is bad. Um, speaking of bronze teams, St. Clair travels to a Mac Bronze team. One and six, St. Clair goes to three and four, Hazel Park. St. Clair has just not been able to get that bit, that that win. They've been on a one-score game for a month. They haven't gotten the win. They've got to do it. This is a pride game if I've ever seen it. Hey, you're not making the playoffs. You're not winning the league title. There's theoretically nothing to play for, but I'll tell you what. It'll be a lot more fun on Saturday morning. You wake up with a win over a Hazel Park team. St. Clair couldn't beat the Vikings last week. They will this week. Give me the Saints. Dennis. Uh, if St. Clair does not win this game, I am not talking about them on this <laughs> show ever again until they win a state title. That's tough. That's going to be tough considering you're doing their game next week. <laughs> so you'll have to find a way. So are you taking St. Clair? They will be Clair? the other team. <laughs> the other team. So are you taking St. Clair? I'm taking St. Clair. Come on, Saints. <laughs> Mike LeGro. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints here. Uh, St. Clair's got some really good athletes out there. Uh, what was it with uh, with Farkas? Is that is yeah, that the quarterback's, the quarterback's name? The quarterback is a you know he's a he's a 
sophomore. You know, he's gone through those, some of those growing pains that is to be an underclassman as a varsity quarterback. I mean, you can see the same thing with was at Benetti at you know Richmond. Richmond and stuff like that. You see that growth happen uh, from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. I mean, he's like 6'2". He's got a pretty good arm, good size. Uh, I think he'll have a pretty big game for the Saints. I take the Saints. And St. Clair is the pick of the people, but not by much. 52% of the people mm. picking St. Clair. Who? They're telling St. Clair they have to earn it. Who's the home team? Uh, it's at Hazel Park, so that makes Ooh, it tough, That does too. make it tough. Yes. All right, this one, uh, it's – Battle of two MAC champions. The MAC Blue champion, Port Huron High Redhawks, welcome in the MAC Gold Park champions, Warren Fitzgerald. Uh, Dennis, you get us started. I think Port Huron's in a pretty good spot. Well, uh, Port Huron won the, the Blue, which has Northern and Mott, and they won it outright. Uh, Fitzgerald had to upset Gross Point North to get a three-way share of it with North and Cousineau. I like PH in this one. Mike LeGrow. Give me PH. Yeah, it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. PH is really good. Warren Fitz is good. They ain't PH good. Red Hawks are going to be special this year. Give me Port here on high as well. Back to the BWAC. We'll go. I'm assuming the uh, fans oh, yeah. want oh, PH sorry. too. 100%. Okay. There wasn't one person that I was to pretty sure. I had it typed in, yeah, but sorry. I just wanted you to You know, I have confirm. to give you one of those a week. Go to the BWAC, <laughs> out to Emily City. Algonac 1-6, MLA City 1-6. Someone's breaking their losing streak. Someone's getting a big win. Mike LeGrow, you start us off. Who wins this battle between the Scrats and the Spartans? Who's the home team? It's at MLA City. It's at MLA City. It's Ooh, in my play, one preamble. It, 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 it's, it's, the, uh, it's at the Pickle Factory, so that's always a tough place to, mm-hmm. to play at. Um, but, you know, Algonac's... Always seemed like they, they, when we played them last year, when they had just their JV team, uh, they you know they weren't bad. They were playing some triple option football. It was, you know, it was it was moving in the right direction. Um, you know what? Give me the Muskrats. You're taking the Muskrats, and this is a tough one. And I'm going to stick to my guns and take the home team. Give me Emily City in a close one by four. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, when I can't decide, I always go with the home team. I know it's lame, but give me Emily City. 71% of the, peop- percent of the people are taking Emily City as well. We'll go to where I'm going to be on Friday night. Minnesota and Michigan playing for the Little Brown Jug. I mean, <laughs> Richmond and Armada playing for the Jug in that cross-town, cross-country showdown between the Blue Devils and the Tigers. Listen, I'll get us started. Dennis, we've talked about this. This is a big proven spot for Richmond. This is a game where, hey, you don't want to be on a three-game losing streak playing for your playoff lives against Clintondale. Thing is, I think Armada, this is a game where they can really solidify themselves and move forward into the playoffs. At home, hey, the Tigers have held on to the jug for a few years. It ain't going anywhere. Give me Armada. Dennis Stuckey. I think you think too much. Uh, I do. Armada's going to win this football game because they have to win this football game. It's an important football game for their playoff lives. Whereas Richmond, they're not going to purposely go and lose the football game going, well, we got Clintondale next week. We'll be all right. Right. But they've got Clintondale next week. Richmond will be all right. Mike <laughs> <laughs> <Like, like> <laughs> Um I might be the – I'm going to go and see these guys. I'm going to go get, I'm going to go with Richmond here. Um, I think quarterback plays big. I think you have a guy that's been under center for the past handful of years uh, for the Blue Devils. I think that's I think that's big. I think uh, 
It's brothers, the receiver, if yep, I remember Dom correctly, right? Yeah, right. Dom is good. Yeah, he's 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 really really good. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Coach Mathis over there, uh, saying that you know he's really really talented and all that kind of stuff. And uh, if there's one thing that I learned in the BWAC is if you can throw the football, you have a chance at it. And if we have that quarterback to receiver connection. I think that is going to go a long way. Uh, whenever we had a opportunity to play. Uh, besides the Mud Bowl in 2021, but the other two games that we had with Armada, if you could air it out, you had a chance at it, and that's what kind of helped us out, and I think that's what's going to help out Richmond on Friday. Well, I would agree with you, but it's supposed to be rainy in Armada, so we'll see how that affects it. The people like the Tigers, too, 71% on Armada at home. Go out to the park, Yale Park, and when Almont and Dennis will travel out there to take on the Yale Bulldogs. Almont can win an outright BWAC title if they get the victory. Yale needs a win. They need a statement win trying to bookend BWAC play with quality wins. Dennis Stuckey, who wins this game? Well, I'm going to go with Almont. Yeah, now, Yale Park is tricky, but I'm going to go with Almont because, A, they want to win the title by themselves and not have to share with anybody. And, B, I think they're looking at the bigger picture now, and they want three home games in the postseason because they might play all three of them. So I'm going with Elmont. Over to Mike Legros. Uh Coach Lusby's got those guys rolling. Uh, that That is for, for sure. Um, you know, and they don't want to share the uh, the BWAC championship. Uh, you know, it's it's what I said last, you know, a couple years ago. It's no share week. You know, if, you're, if your classmates want to share your fries at lunch, you can't give them to them. You don't, you don't want to get used to sharing, and I know that's what Coach Lusby's probably preaching over there. Uh, they are a bit of a wagon down there in D6. Uh, you know, this is just going to kind of launch pad them into the playoffs and where they probably take a nice little playoff run in that Division 6. So give me uh, give me Almont, and it's I think it'll be a little bit closer than what people think just because uh, Coach Grumman over there at Yale can throw the ball. But I think uh, ultimately that uh, Almont will grind out the clock and do what it needs to do to get the win. Yale, it's nothing personal. You could have been... D. LaSalle, you could have been the worst eight-man team in the state. I ain't picking against Almont. <laughs> Give me the Raiders now until the last game is played, now until we carve the turkey at Thanksgiving. Okay, so Brady takes Yale. No, no, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Almont tattooed on my picks. Finally, we're what Dennis. The oh, the people, sorry, pick 95% or 93% on Almont to get the win and the outright BWAC title. I tell you what, though, I'm looking forward to them when they play collegiate in the playoffs. That's going to be a fun one. Let's not put the cart before the horse, but yes, indeed. Final <laughs> game of the week, Dennis, where you will be Friday night up in Croswell. there earlier as, today, as a matter of as fact. As North Branch comes over, they need a win, Dennis. You talk about fighting for their playoff lives. This is a huge one. Croslex, if they win it, hey, they can at least have a night where they go, all right, we're Bulldog fans. Let's see what Almont get or what Yale can do against Almont on Saturday. Uh, Mike Legro, you get us started. North Branch get the win, or does Croslex move to seven and one? Uh, I believe that Belly Grappi is going to run for about 150 and three touchdowns. I believe that Gavin Espinoza is going to throw for at least two touchdowns. I think one of those is going to be Cody Mativier, who is a big target in the red zone for him. Um, I think Braylon Day is going to have a huge game at Mike Linebacker for the Pioneers, uh, stopping uh, the option attack that North Branch has. Um, I think it's going to be great. It's homecoming for the Pioneers. That's a big deal. 
Um, I know they're going to be having fun with all those festivities, but they have a mission at hand, and that is to beat North Branch. That is, there was one little uh, thing that always kind of got us every year when I was there. Besides, in 2021, was North Branch, and you know, so you have. Gavin Espinoza, who's been there, has won as a sophomore against North Branch, was a main reason for that. And I think I said when he had those uh, that big pick to seal it, I said the, the legend of Gavin Espinoza started tonight, and I think that will continue on tomorrow. Uh, I think that the boys are going to play well. Joey Ramsey's going to play a great game, who's been a four-year starter for them at, uh, at offensive line. Uh, like they're they're gonna be fantastic. I think uh, I think they're gonna play well. They're gonna play how they're supposed to. They're gonna do all the right things, and they're gonna at least gonna have a uh, a chance at being uh, code champs as long if Yale could take care of business. But they'll at least be able to get things run smoothly against a good matchup against Freeland the week after that, and possibly take your launch pad that into the playoffs. Dennis, we've said this all week, including today. North Branch is not a team I like to play. It's not a team I want to play when it's cold, when it's wet, at the end of the season. That's an offense that, when it gets going, gets playing pretty well. And North Branch's worst game was in week one. They've played quality football every game since then. I don't know, call it a hunch, but I just have a feeling North Branch is going to pull one out, and if it's close, I think the Broncos have, have a little bit of that sandpaper to them. It, it's nothing more than, than a gut feeling. But I think North Branch might pull off the upset. Give me the Broncos. Dennis Duck. You are on a bulletin board now in Croswell. Just let you I'm know. I'm on every bulletin board when I pick against these teams. Trust me, I hear about it every week. Well, I, I'm I, used to it. I, I have become, as the season has gone along, I have become a closet uh, Broncos fan. I think they're a really good football team. I think they're a lot of fun. But for me, it boils down to this. The Croslex Pioneers are 6-1 and one this year, and they have smoked six teams off the field and made them look bad. And the only one they didn't was Elmont, and we're talking about Elmont making a deep run in the playoffs. Croslex is a damn good football team. They're not losing at home, especially knowing that yeah, Elmont's probably going to beat Yale, but at least for those 24 hours, you've got a chance to grab a piece of that that championship, I think Croslex wins at home. All right, and the people taking Croslex 96% on the Pioneers. So, Dennis, recap it before we send it home. All right, you and I actually took CPS. I don't Coach, like that I agree with you on that Coach Legro took Peck. Uh, we all took Ubley. Coach Legro and I take Mooney. You say Liggett's going to win, Trader. Uh, Marysville is the unanimous pick. Come on, Saints. PH. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. Just the pause. <laughs> uh, you and I are taking Emily City. Coach went with Alkanak. I like that pick. Uh, Coach went with uh, Richmond, but we took Armada. We all take Almont. Coach and I are right with Croslex, and unfortunately, you're going to be wrong with North Branch because I really do. I like North Branch. I do too. I I, I got I, to meet Coach Sakura face to face. He's a good guy. He's I a like great him. Guy. Yeah. yeah. And, hey, the, all I'm saying, they haven't played. Their record doesn't look pretty. They've played one bad game, and that was the first game of the year. But anyway, Mike, thanks for doing this on short notice again. Uh, we appreciate it. In such a BWAC every week, we needed a BWAC guy. Hey, no problem. I was happy to come up. Uh, like I said, I was on my way home. This is on my way home. 
Because uh, if you don't know, I still live in Croswell, so this was just a nice little uh, detour on the way there. And I know after his game, I'm going to get texts about his pick record. So, anyway, um, four well, games. I hope it's good because it's closer to my picks than it is to yours. All right, so four games this week. Dennis, r- tell everyone where we're at before we finally hit the close. All right, Friday night, I'm going up to uh, the uh, Sugar Beets. Uh, and the fresh aroma of Crosslex and North Branch. It is extra sugar beady up there right now, let me tell you. Yes, ya. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, your Friday night tilt is for the jug, and that's even before you get to the bar uh, as <laughs> Richmond plays at Armada. Then Saturday afternoon, Brady's going to go and do the Mooney game because Saturday night I'm now headed to Yale uh, as the Bulldogs will host Almont. There will be a lot of Pioneer Blue at that Yale game, I can tell you that, if well, things go they, the right way. You have to take care of business first. All I'm we'll, saying. We'll see. All I'm saying see, that, is that, that's a to. remark made by a man who now is having buyer's remorse. It sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to feel bad <laughs> betting on the Broncos. I, I, they're a good football they're a good team. good football team. And if, you, if they are looking past them, getting ready for Freeland or thinking playoffs, they are going to come into town and surprise people. I'd be shocked if they're looking past anything except that game on Friday night. Um, just just to feel you, you get. Uh, I, I went to four practices this week, and they were pretty intense at Crosslex is all I'm going to say. All right. Any, anything else, Dennis, before we uh, say goodbye? No. Okay. No, just I, Bye. I'm right. You're wrong. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.